after further reveal. What's up, everyone? Episode 17 of After Further Review. We are just grinding these out. How's everyone doing? We're doing a lot better than last week, Ben. Thanks for asking. Oh, good. I think I've finally gotten over the Sixers loss. I don't know about you, Chase. Yeah, same. I think I'm finally coming to grips with it. And uh, we finally got a new head coach, so there's some positivity on that side. Well, good, good. Positivity is is always uh, what we're trying to preach here. But we're going to get right into a, a trivia question. All right, so this is baseball. Um, what third base player is the all-time leader in RBIs? Third base is a mo- modern, semi-modern. I'll semi-modern. say like 80s and current, 80s to present is the like era. I'm going to go Alex Rodriguez. It's a great guess, but no. Probably because no. he didn't play on a third base. Like oh, he true. switched. He was uh, back and yeah. forth, but that's a good guess. Where else did he play first? Short. Short. I guess early in his- I have no, I kind of don't know where to go with this. I'm going to say, go uh, league. Go league. Give Chase a hint. American League. Was he a Royal? Chase, that's an intense no. guess or an intense hint you're like one for. No. His first name starts with an A. Oh, it's Alex. <laughs> Here we go. I'm just going to say Adrian Belter. Yep. It is him. Yeah. Oh, let's go. On the Rangers, right? Yeah. Or, for yeah, some I reason, I was like, I was probably gonna be an '80s player, and I was like, uh, kind of blanking. I didn't want to say like so. super current, so I was just trying to make it like. Oh, all right, I'll take yeah, that. I love one. Adrian Beltre. Yeah, big Adrian Beltre fan too. Yeah, he'll be yeah. a he'll be a Hall of Famer here in a couple uh couple of years. I Is think at some point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think at some point too, we have to put together our all timer, all time just roster of like infield positions, outfielders, and pitchers. Or like an all-time starting nine. Yeah, just oh like our, just like players okay. we like all agree on are like yeah. Oh I, feel like, I feel like Adrian Belcher would be a third baseman there. Brandon Phillips maybe at second. I don't know. I'm just throwing that name out there. He's <laughs> gonna be the most controversial ever because you know I'm gonna have like four guys on there that shouldn't be. Wait, is like all-time greats or just like who? They're just all-time greats that you think are great. Like, okay. You know, okay. are considered great by. Uh, oh, I like this. Okay, ESPN we're gonna. Standards. Yeah. That's a good assignment for next week. I like that. Yeah. And, or we could do it one position a week and just fill it out over the summer. Okay. Okay. Oh, I like yeah. that actually. Yeah, yeah. We eat, we start with like catcher or something and work our way. Uh, right yeah, work right. our way around the diamond. All right, let's do it. Let's All right, we're doing it. it. <laughs> All right, so marking that down. But I know you guys are over the uh, the Sixers loss, which is good. And probably pretty happy about the result from the other night as well. Yeah, I loved it. Oh, yeah. I mean, just I had to give a round of applause there because the the Boston Celtics, after having the most magical game seven against the Sixers, which is just was the worst feeling in the world, to almost be the first team ever to come back being down 3-0, the first team ever to be down 3-0 and have game seven on their court, and then to just literally choke, choke the Miami Heat and Jimmy Butler. Boy, did that feel good. Yeah, it was a classic us scenario where that's something we would do. That's something we did do. But, uh, yeah, it was great to see Jimmy Butler really take it to him. After game six, I'm not going to lie, I really thought Boston was going to do it just because the the momentum they had, the way that the game ended on a last-second tip-in, 
I thought Boston was going to have it in the bag, but it was great to see Miami just take it to him. Yeah, two takeaways for me. First of all, Caleb Martin. Like what? Yeah. Jimmy Butler deserved MVP, but that dude just balled all series. Like they signed him to a, I think, three-year, twenty million dollar deal after him being on a two-way contract. And what a, I mean, what a story he's been. Oh, he had on like all of his point overs the entire series or something like that. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, he just, he just was so clutch, and you could have made an argument for him as the series MVP. Honestly, yeah, yeah um, he really showed up. Yeah, and then the second thing was the Celtics. They just played terrible team basketball and I don't know enough about the coach, but it did not seem to me like he made the proper adjustments. I know you guys talk about doc a lot and what he didn't do, but I mean, at some point you got to stop just chucking up threes and hoping things are going to fall. I mean, I think they started like Oh, for 10 from three for in this game. Like at some point we got to draw up a play, get get go inside, like, like get physical. <laughs> Yeah, it was tough for them, and Jalen Brown tried to do a lot, and it felt like when Embiid at the end of the game where he was just like every possession was going to him, and it was like just so forced almost, and Tatum rolled his ankle early on, and I get that probably affected his yeah. game, but still, they always seem to have an answer through most of their series so far, and they just couldn't come up with anything, which is really surprising. Yeah, yeah, and I will, the, the Tatum thing does affect it, but Jimmy Butler also tweaked his ankle. I don't know the severity of his versus Tatum's, but they both throughout the game had to play on that. My biggest takeaway was Kyle Lowry giving some productive minutes off the bench for Spolster. He didn't do a ton, only like seven points on three of six shooting, but plus minus game high 26 for Kyle Lowry. And he hadn't played much that much all playoffs long. I know he's older now, but, I mean, he's won a championship. He came off the bench, that veteran presence, and dang. And the Heat only shot six free throws that entire game, by the way. Only six yeah. free throws. They only went to the yeah. line six times, which is just crazy. I mean, individual defense for Boston wasn't terrible, but, yeah, it was wild. Caleb Martin, Ben, you're, that is by far the biggest surprise. Yeah. Maybe of yeah. the entire NBA playoffs. Yeah, and – I know you guys have talked about a lot the Sixers like hurdles trying to get past that second round. The Celtics have their own hurdles trying to get past the the finals round. I mean, this Eastern Conference Finals has just been daunting for them. Yeah, it's been tough. Yeah, and real quick, just to because I know that they had this celebration after the after the game, and Jimmy Butler obviously won Eastern Conference Finals MVP. But I guess the NBA has this new thing now where they named like every. Re- every award after former NBA players and the fact that they have both the Eastern conference awards, the, the, the Eastern conference trophy and the MVP named after Celtics players is just kind of annoying. I mean, I know that they won more than ever anyone else, but I'm pretty sure Bill, Bill Russell already has an award. And then Bob Cousy was like the MVP award. And it's just like, I don't know. Ernie Johnson kept talking about it. And I'm like, okay, like, I don't care that much. Like, let's talk about the heat here. Did I watch the clip the other day where Barkley just started, just couldn't stop laughing about Derek White's hairline. Yo, <laughs> yo, not to host Derek White, but ever since they played the Sixers, uh, my girlfriend gave him the nickname, the Q-tip. <laughs> now, every time I see him, I just think about a Q-tip because of his hair. Yeah. Him and Trey Young might be, all NBA worst hair. 
Oh, we'll get a starting five for that. Oh, no. hair. And Jared Dudley's on there. Oh, yeah. I don't even know if he's active, but he's on Ron there. Ron was like Ken Con there before something happened. Yeah. No, it's the um, Cody Zeller. Right now. Yeah, Cody Zeller's on there. Katie's on there because he can't figure out his junk. <laughs> LeBron, so did. LeBron didn't have a hairline, and then now he does. He has a yeah. solid-ass hairline. I know. I don't know what happened. It's pretty crazy. I don't know. But everyone but, was posing him for it. He was wearing headbands, and now he doesn't wear headbands. <laughs> oh, yeah. my gosh. No, but we have to give major props to the Heat. I mean, I'm sure we'll touch on the, the Nuggets, too. Um, but well, NBA Finals, I mean, who do you got? NBA Two. Finals. It, you got, like, the complete opposite teams, right? You got, yeah. like, back back MVPs for Jokic last two years all around, like, talent but then you have like this the scrappiness of the heat i mean this is i'm just so happy this is like two years ago when it was suns bucks the nba doesn't have a lot of finals that don't have a ton of narratives to it and i'm just really excited to watch these two teams both of them get an opportunity to win and i won't be that mad if they win espn was grasping at straws the other day they had like a a video with uh Butler and Jokic, but Butler wasn't even on the heat. <laughs> I was like, it's like getting really salty. And I was like, this is a stretch. <laughs> I mean, this will be cool because it creates its own storylines. But the Heat have been, they were in the finals in 2020. Last year, they made it back to the Eastern Conference finals, and they've just been a consistent team. And to to keep this group together and continue to win and same with the Nuggets, honestly, with all of Jamal Murray's injuries. And, I mean, I'm sure this finals will write its own narrative, which will be cool to watch. But, yeah, you're right. Not a ton of background going into it. It's crazy that the Heat lost Tyler Harrow basically for the season. At, like, at that point in the year, and he's about to be back. Yo, I know. I think he's – yeah, he's cleared. And I don't know if he's playing game one or not, but he got no. hurt, like – game one or two of the playoffs and they're like oh yeah he's out till june yeah we talked about on the podcast how he was done and we just all wrote the heat off at that point you know like oh they're cooked yeah and literally they're about to get him back and to strengthen their run here because i think he's game- cleared for game three so they just have to make it through and then yeah he'll get a nice standing ovation who knows maybe it goes seven they get victor oladipo back oh my <laughs> <gosh>. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that's a stretch <laughs> A lot of sketchy takes here, but no, I don't honestly I don't know. I mean, I feel like I feel like I'm gonna go. Ah, I don't know. It's tough. It's tough. I feel like this could be like, are the nuggets this good? Like, I don't want I don't know if I want to pick because we've yeah. picked against the nuggets all year long and they've just pounced on everyone. All right. Well, heat and six is my prediction. <laughs> Going against the nuggets, yeah. Too? Heat and six. That's what I'm saying. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm going to go Heat in seven at Denver, do what they did to Boston, and do it again. I don't wow. know if they'll blow a 3-0 lead, but. My initial reaction was to say Nuggets in five, but I think it's going to be Nuggets in seven. Okay. I think Jimmy's going to grind out two of those games and make it go like a, it. a full series, yeah. I'm surprised that K-Love kind of got out of the rotation. I wonder if he's going to be back. They might. I wouldn't be surprised to see him getting some minutes in the finals. I don't know if it was the matchups in the Celtics series, but he played a lot in the – decent amount in the Knicks series and I'd imagine because he probably match up against like Aaron Gordon and Jokic sometimes too yeah yeah I have to guess 
Yeah, the Heat are weird because they don't seem like a deep team with talent, but Spolstra is really good at mixing and matching. I mean, he threw Lowry out there game seven after he didn't play much. Um, obviously, Caleb Martin, you ride that. Hero comes back. Duncan Robinson didn't used to play a ton before Hero was out, so he might. Like, there's just so many different pieces. And then on the other side, the Nuggets have like a strict seven, maybe eight tops rotation. And so more heavy minutes for Jokic and Murray and – I mean, we'll see if they get tired or not. This is the first time they've made this long of a run. And Jokic is a big dude. I mean, we'll see, yeah. we'll see if they have another seven-man rotation in the tank for this full final series. I mean, how long have they been off now? Oh, that's true. Probably getting – by the time the final start, it's probably a full, close to a week, right? I think. They've been off for a while, it seems like. Yeah. May 22nd, right – so they've been off so far for nine days. Oh. And final and start June 1st. So 10 day, 10 day layoff. Hopefully Jokic has been going for his morning jogs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's fine when you have things like injuries and stuff like that, but they've been pretty why clean. is there a three-day break in between game one and two? Every game of the why finals. Is, why is that? Yeah, I don't dude. That's I mean so stupid. Like they don't need three days in between. Uh, no. I know. That is – that's. Oh, I think like 10 years ago, they used to have back-to-backs in the playoffs. They have a Wednesday and then a Friday. Oh, okay. okay. It's just three days, two days, three days, three days. I know. Anyway. I know. the NBA, I will say the NBA season, they drag <laughs> it out. They yeah. drag it out a really long time. It's yeah. like an eight-month season. It's like yeah. longer than baseball. You know what they're gonna keep plugging the big uh the big storyline is gonna be the two Serbian guys going at it. Nikola uh, Nikola Jokic against Nikola Jovic. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, that's actually yeah. I remember in the draft last year, I was like, of course that guy's that name. Yeah, and it's just they're both from Serbia too. <laughs> it's literally like almost the same name. Wait, what? <laughs> that's Jokic like, and Jovic. <laughs> that's like the Bogdanovic's. Yeah. <laughs> Gonna... I didn't even really realize Jovic was on this team. I haven't seen him yeah. play much. He's a... I don't think he has played he's a that rookie. Much. Isn't he a rookie? Yeah, he's a rookie. Yeah. Yeah, he got drafted last year. Classic late first round pick though. Nikola Jovic. <laughs> oh, no, that is that is literally the worst. <laughs> no. But speaking of some um some weird names, we're gonna go to some really intense old names from the MLB. And do a quick little guessing game. Making All the right. switch NBA to MLB. Let's get it. Yeah. So we got four names who basically had exactly the same careers number-wise. Dan Heron, who we talked about last week, which is what oh, yeah. me think, think of him. Derek Lowe, Barry Zito. All right. And Brandon Webb. They also, all three of them had a 33, 33.1, and 32.9 war for their career. Pretty sure they all play for the Diamondbacks still. <laughs> Uh, I think everyone except Derek Lowe did. Oh, yeah. Um, all right, so which one of the most strikeouts? Can you give the name again? Brandon Webb, Barry Zito, Derek Lowe, and Dan Heron. Barry Zito. Mm-hmm. That's a confident answer. Yeah, I am confident. I'm going to say Dan Heron. Chase is right. Chase! I was Barry Zito was a strong guess, though. And which one had the least amount of all-star appearances? Dan Heron. It's another confident answer. I'm gonna say Barry Zito. It's Derek Lowe. Oh, really? Yeah. They all had three except Derek Lowe. How many? Oh my gosh. Two. Is is Derek Lowe the dad of Nathaniel Lowe? And Brandon Lowe? And Josh Lowe? 
god. He's got to be the dad of one of them, right? Yeah. Wait, maybe. I don't know. Nathaniel and two of them are brothers. The one on the Rays and the Rangers, right? Are brothers? Yeah, but there's two on the Rays. Brandon's on Brandon and the second baseman. Yeah, who's the other one? And Josh Lowe, the Josh Lowe. Brother. Okay. Yeah, and I, there's another Lowe out there too. I'm pretty sure. But if you look at Brandon Webb's, we're gonna get some low stats here in a second. But if you look at Brandon Webb's, he only pitched from 2003 to 2009, but he had like one of the best like three year runs ever <laughs> as yeah. a starting pitcher. It is insane. I never like realized how dominant he was those like three years. No, the Diamondbacks. Oh, the oh the Diamondbacks. Brandon Webb. Did I say yeah. Brandon? I don't know who I said. Brandon he did. Webb. For some reason, I was just was he a reliever on the? Dem- he was a starter. I know Barry Zito was. Barry Zito was also super dominant for a short amount of time. Yeah. But Ryan is struggling to find out some of the stuff. I feel like his <laughs> kids aren't any players. because All I see is that in a wildly lopsided trade, him and Jason Veritek were sent from the Mariners to the Red Sox in exchange for Heathcliff Sulcum. That sounds awful. All right. Well, that's it was just a quick – it was really weird to compare all four of these guys because they all have super similar careers and they have – Brandon Webb and Barry Zito, they have really strong, like, three- to four-year dominant stretches. And then Derek Lowe and Din Heron were just kind of, like, guys who had successful longer careers. But they all ended up with the same stats almost. Yeah, I don't know. Ryan's going to keep looking, I think. But he's, well, now I just see Carlos Zambrano. Oh so I don't know what's going on. <laughs> it's just a joke. I'm sorry. It was just He's the number two baseball player ever born on June 1st behind Carlos Zambrano. All right, so happy birthday almost to Derek Lowe because his birthday is tomorrow. Yeah, but anyway, so the- Carlos Zambrano pitch one time at Lehigh Valley. Oh, really? Did he yeah. like, throw at someone and get ejected? No, he pitched like three innings and then there was a rain delay. And he oh, was wait, out. he was the rage monster? I thought that was... He was one of them. I thought that was the bull you just named. Barry Zito? Oh, I'm getting them confused now. What? <laughs> Zambrano... <laughs> They're not even close. It's Zambrano and Zito. It sounds oh the same. Gosh. They both fit for the Cubs, right? I don't think Barry Zito um, did. Maybe. And the Mets? I don't think either of them did. <laughs> yeah. Barry Zito was mainly the A's in his, in his prime. Yeah. But he also pitched for the Giants. But So the Phillies-Mets happened last night, and they're finally playing. Rangers Suarez pitched a great <laughs> game and gets wasted. Yeah, Cody yeah. Senga, his home uh, road splits have been absolutely like his home ERAs like around two and his away ERAs in like the sevens. So was, <laughs> to get him at home was nice to see. It was nice for the Mets to finally get back in the win column after struggling against some crappy teams like the Cubs and the Rockies. But the Phillies just, they just had a lot of, they were chasing a lot on Senga, just a lot more than. I think it was like 40% they were chasing and just, just got to get those uh, bats in the zone. Yeah, that's crazy. Besides the pinch hit last night by Harrison, they had one hit between the entire lineup, Cody Clemens. And I mean, why well, was I'm surprised they didn't um, put in Harper to pinch hit in the ninth? I don't yeah. know if he was like they just wanted to give him the day off, but I thought that was a good spot if they wanted to plug him in. Yeah, I thought the same thing, but they seem set on whenever they're going to give him a day off. They actually just give him the whole day off. But I get it. I mean, a division game like that, though, 
it could have implications later in the year. So I don't know. I'd maybe consider it. Oh my gosh! I forgot the Mets have that freaking Vogelbach dude. Dude, I I, the yeah, ro- I, know. I will the robot. trade you Vogelbach for Guthrie and a player to be named later. I don't even want him. Damn it! <laughs> Vogelbach needs to go play on a freaking dude. He can join Schwarber on the softball team. He would rake. No, he needs to go play with the Star Wars player in Toronto, Bobachet or whatever. Oh <laughs> Vogelbach seems like a classic KBO league player or something like a Japanese yeah. league player. He probably hit like 900 home runs in a season over there. He would be a he would pull a Willie Mopena. Yeah. He's he's awful. He has the most called third strike lookings in the major leagues. He doesn't swing the bat at all. He doesn't swing. Is it's this, ridiculous. Is this the way he should I... just be off the team? They literally should not have this guy on the team at all. I, I would pull – I would sign Madison Bumgarner to a minor league contract and have him strictly as a pinch hitter over vocal box. Oh, my gosh. First yeah. Ben Randall after further review. Okay, okay. Is he the is he the dude that our fantasy names – fantasy league's named after? Yeah. Why did you – Why does your dad like him? I mean, he's kind of like a gimmick. I like his – He looks like It was all chum. fun and games when he was jacking some home <laughs> runs and – like doing his thing, but when you don't swing the bat and hit 220 and you're taking up room on a roster that should have Vientos and Beatty playing every day, then you have Tommy Pham in there. He should not even be on the Major League roster. <laughs> Literally should not be on the Major League roster at all. Yeah, they're, it seems like they're just manipulating surface time. No, the guys are up. I know, and I don't even know why they're not playing. Them. It's insane, and there's like these top prospects who have been just raking in the tri- in AAA, like absolutely raking. Do you legitimately think that your manager could get fired? I don't think they're going to, but I think he, I would like to see him fired. I'm just glad they got away with Gary Sanchez. They finally they cut him after the two games, and we talked about it. Oh yeah, they <laughs> yeah. did cut him this past week. Yeah, they had yeah. to make a decision. They finally they made the right one at least with that. I mean, Mets are over 500 now, and we got two games left. I mean, who do you got going tonight against Scherzer? Nola? Oh, that'll be good. You have Walker tonight, don't you? No, we have Nola. Oh. <laughs> Wait, when's Walker at the game three? No, yeah, yeah. Oh, so Scherzer thinks against Walker. Maybe it's not him tonight. The then. Phillies rotation's all messed up right now. I don't know what's going on, but we yeah, are Nola's been to go back to back. Yeah. And Nola's been just a steaming pile of garbage so far. So, <laughs> oh, we got Cookie tonight. Oof, Carrasco. He had his first good start last last one. So it's about to be like a twelve to seven game. Yeah, oh, both guys going four innings. <laughs> he started five games, and last one he only gave up one run. But the one he gave up like five runs in all of the starts before that. So yeah, and I was gonna because we haven't obviously Phillies Mets. This is the first time this year. Chase, did you say that now with how there's more league play between the National League and the American League, like the teams playing each other, is there less divisional games? Yeah, right. Isn't that a thing now with the schedule? Yeah. Yeah, there's less I don't know the number. in division games. Yeah, I forget what it, what it shrank it by, but... Um, it yeah. might have been like a series. Or yeah. Something. Not like crazy, but still, it makes. I mean, a, I mean when you have yeah. so many games against your divisions and take some of those away to have to like 
I don't I don't know how they mix it up, but like instead of the Nationals, if the Phillies now get like the Rays on the three game series, that... yeah. How about the A's just taking two two games in a row yeah. into Braves? I was okay. like, okay, okay. I was so high. We're touching on this because I saw that the A's have six of their wins are like uh, walk off wins or something like that. Okay, so we saying that my my prediction might be in trouble here. They're coming well, back. Here's the other thing. They the Guardians have like ten runs less than them on the entire year. Yeah, but their differential is yeah completely different. But the A's have scored crazy. like ten more runs than the Guardians, which is kind oh of weird. To think. Yeah, that is just insane. If the A's just spent like twenty to thirty million dollars on like players, they could have a, a like serviceable team. Yeah. Even when they traded Olsen, if they just would have kept like Chapman and Murphy and figure something yeah. else out, I feel like they'd still be pretty competitive. They didn't have to just blow. I mean, like even like Loriano, like guys like that, they didn't have to do what they did. <laughs> like yeah. They and it didn't even like the thing is when you get all those prospects back, you have to hit on like a bunch of them to make it work. And it's hard to make those prospects work being put into this really intense losing environment like there's something to be said for like i mean you you go into the clubhouse there's no veteran leadership like there's none of that you're not yeah. gonna get any guidance from other guys like it's helpful to have that stuff <laughs> they should yeah. just go out and sign you in a cespedes again well he's not a guy i think you want to roll model like players <laughs> after he's such a yeah. he's like dog said like half the time and the MLBs, I mean, other sports have like really old random guys on teams. You would think that baseball, I mean, like the Reds, Vodders still trucking on the team. Like you think the A's could pick up some like Vince yeah. Carter type of MLB player just to have on their roster, even if he doesn't play that much. The Vince yeah. Carter of the MLB. Who is that? <laughs> oh, that's a good question. I mean, Zach Granke's pretty old out there. Didn't work. I think he's a good... I like that. They have to be on like a different team every year for like the past like four years. I mean the I mean your Mets have two 40 year old pitchers, so yeah, but I feel like Zach I I, I think Zach Greek is a really good one. I feel like that's a good comparison. I want to find like some he's still like, serviceable. I mean he's not gonna yeah. light it up, but yeah, I like that. Yeah, Chase, that's good. I mean that's like a, trying to I mean a, Rich Hill is pretty old now too, and he's doing uh I mean he's working. <laughs> Yeah, Jamie Moyer was like one of them. Oh yeah, Jamie Moyer was probably like pretty <laughs> close to that. But from I mean we got some <clears throat> pretty crazy MLB stuff going on, but some even crazier things we've barely talked about it, but college baseball, college baseball brackets specifically, you know we're always hyped to have some brackets here on final, uh, after further review. Yeah, and I will say this isn't just like a random bracket we pulled from the sky. Benny is actually a pretty big college baseball fan. And yeah, I've watched about one to two games so far this year. <laughs> That's <Okay>. one, two <laughs> games more than probably 99% of the population in the world. So, yeah, I know. I feel like the only people regularly watching college baseball is the players, parents and family. Yeah, it's hard. There's so many games and they're on weird times. And um, sometimes you can get some. That's one nice thing about ESPN plus is that sometimes you can catch a game on there, like random random games and stuff true yeah. but so let's uh let's just get into it we'll go like the final eight or so we won't go through all, all right because i yeah. feel like there's a lot oh my God. yeah it's a 60 14 bracket by the yeah. way so so just final eight i feel like is pretty fair so why don't we just start with the top two region um 
That's super regional champs. Who we got? Super regional champs. I got Wake Forest coming out okay. as a one seed. They're pretty known as like a good baseball school. And then I got a sleeper pick, Maine. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I have, you think they can they can they handle the, the warm weather? I have no idea. Okay. So that was just there. I wanted to have one random team I knew nothing about, like and that. Maine was my team. Okay. Yeah. All right. My super regional is Maryland and Miami. Oh, okay. Yeah. I like that. I um I went with Troy and Stanford. Okay. All right. Um, do you want to see who's going out? We got going out. I have Maryland. Wake Forest, Stanford. All right. So nothing. Not I don't think anyone's had the same team yet. Okay. okay, we're setting up for success. Uh, so that bottom one, I went with uh, LSU, top pick there, and then Southern Miss. I oh. also have Southern Miss coming out. Oh, so okay. ring the bell, Ben. You know, you know everything goes great when we root for the oh, same shit. teams. Southern Miss about to not come out of the first round now. And then I I Southern... got... Oh, my bad. No, I got West Virginia coming out as well. Okay. I have Southern Miss making it to the regional championship and then losing the Penn. Okay. And I have Penn versus, uh, versus Clemson with Penn advancing. And oh. I have them playing the winner of LSU versus West Virginia, and I have LSU advancing. So you have your your final down there is what LSU and Penn, and Penn. I have Penn winning that matchup. Okay, so we both have LSU, and I have Southern Miss with you. Yeah. So I have Southern Miss winning that matchup and getting into the final four, or whatever you call it. Oh wow! Oh, again, <laughs> the last matchup. I have Wake Forest beating Southern Miss and. I mean, not much to it. It's pretty clean and simple to me. Wake Forest isn't going to lose, so it was the easiest pick. Oh, yang, bang. So I have Southern Miss, too. So we both have them coming out of the super regional round Dang. and facing in the, what would be the final four, like yeah. you said. I just have them against Wake Forest, which pretty easy matchup for Wake Forest. So they'll be going back to the championship. Um, I don't know why you picked anyone but Wake Forest, but who do you have? You said back to the championship. When was the last time they were there? <laughs> that guy. Championship of the College World Series. I have Stanford advancing in that Southern Miss-Stanford matchup and getting to the finals. And uh, Chase, you had Penn? Yeah, I have Penn so making the- it. A versus Maryland. I have a Penn versus Maryland matchup and Penn advancing. Dang, I don't know how good Penn's team is, but I'm just going to ride I them. like that pick. Yeah, that's crazy. We both had Southern Miss in the final four. They're not even like a sketch. It's It's only just so for everyone who doesn't know how it works is four. you're grouped into four teams and it's double elimination to come out of the first round. And then it's best of three series going on. So basically double elimination after, but just against the same team. Well, and Penn's in that same little bracket as Southern Miss. So whoever, Mm -hmm. hopefully one of them gets out of there. But so. onto the top right region there, um, my for my uh, lead eight, I have UConn. I had to pick UConn <laughs> yeah, against Virginia. Oh, for a second, I thought you were going to say you had Central Connecticut State coming no, out of there. UConn. It's Texas Tech for me, strictly Red Raiders purposes, <laughs> and Coastal Carolina, who's another pretty good baseball school. They are a good baseball baseball school. Nice. I went UConn as well, although I wrote it out as backwards J C backwards A N, 
because okay. I was writing on my iPad. So if you're wondering <laughs> what that is, it's UConn. And I have them matching up against South Carolina and South Carolina advancing. I had uh, Virginia ultimately advancing out of that one. And Ryan had Texas Tech down there. Keep going with Red Raiders. Nice. All right, bottom bottom right, last, uh, last part of the bracket. All right, I'll set us off. The easiest number one to come through out of any of the sides, it's Vanderbilt. And I have them going up against the Horn Frogs, TCU. You already know. Pretty simple there. Yeah. Um, do you guys know what this DBU school yeah, is? Dallas Baptist University. Okay. Chase, if you don't know what it is, that means you don't pick it. I picked them at the go. Oh, I picked them. I picked them versus Vanderbilt by Vanderbilt beating them. Dang, that's the exact matchup I had. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I just like their name and their 45 and 14, so I'll just ride with them. And the in the bottom part of that, I had Indiana State versus TCU. So TCU and Vanderbilt was my uh, super regional, and I have Vanderbilt beating TCU. Same, Chase. Oh, dang. Okay, well, I had Vanderbilt as well, um, but I have them going against Santa Clara, and Santa Clara <laughs> getting the win against oh, Vanderbilt. Wow. So Santa Clara in the final four. Well, oh, that, that was a good podcast, everyone. <laughs> and just announced that his bracket will be trash again. <laughs> I don't know. I got second. I'm on a roll. <laughs> oh, I'm, feeling it. I'm feeling it with the brackets. And then I ultimately had Santa Clara, Virginia. I had Virginia in the championship against Stanford. I have the 2023 Division One Baseball Championship going to Stanford. Nice. My 2023 championship is Vanderbilt, and they're going to knock off the Demon Deacons, who will be making their third Baseball World Series appearance, winning the last one in 1955. <laughs> it's been a minute. So I, so I don't have them winning, but they're going to be back. It's been a minute. That's going to be an interesting uh, uniform matchup because they're both pretty similar matchup, uh, uniforms Ooh. too. But uh and my 2023 baseball championship is the University of Penn Quakers versus the South Carolina Gamecocks. Oh. And I have the Penn Quakers pounding those Gamecocks. Wow. Have they, is this their first ever College World Series win? It's got to be, right? Probably. Probably their first appearance, too, unless they went back in, like, 1891. You might have. We'll get Stack Eye on that. Yeah. But, yeah, well, that was, that was exciting. We'll see how the brackets play out. We'll have, to, uh, we'll have to keep some tabs of this. And I think just to get a pick right out of – like the first part, which we didn't even really talk about much, is a, is a huge win because that's hard to predict one out of the four. We, oh, we yeah. struggled with the World Baseball Classic and we actually knew the teams. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty tough, yeah. Stack Eye is on it, but not. He's still working so on I, it. This is the first time they're making the tournament in 30. Right. <laughs> so they might. So they're due. They're due. I wonder what their actual like odds are to win this. Like uh, like on like a FanDuel. Yeah, what they're. If you bet a dollar for Penn to win the entire thing, you win fifteen hundred dollars, not one hundred and fifty thousand. Still worth putting a dollar on, but a significant difference into like me borderline quitting my job for like eight years. Oh my gosh! <laughs> well, <laughs> well, that escalated. <laughs> Speaking of escalations. That's escalated. You know, you know what makes me get escalated and get heated sometimes on the show? Rabbit holes. When oh, you yeah. two go down rabbit holes. Is that where we're going? Are we going in? We one? are about to just create a segment right here, right now, and after further review called the rabbit hole. All right, Ryan, you say a year right off the bat. So we're going to your head. How we we go in year or you go year, sport, league, division, team. 
Yeah, just however far you want to take it. However, far, we're just going yeah. around in a circle until yeah. we get to a spot. Until we get to a good spot. All right, Chase, do you want to do the year or the sport? You want me to go first and or just hit one of them and I'll hit the other? I'll do the sport. All right, 2014. I'm gonna go basketball with this one. Um, I'm gonna look at the uh, Eastern Conference. I don't remember conference. Oh, I'll just keep it simple and go Atlantic Division. I don't know if you guys remember your okay. divisions in basketball. Yeah, no one. All right, you know what, Chase? Just pick a team in 2014 in the Eastern Conference. Just go for it. Screw divisions. No one cares um, about the NBA anymore. It's a rafter, which I'm salty about, but I'm not going to go on a rant. I'm going to pick the Hornets just because. Okay, so so are we talking New Orleans Hornets or are we talking Charlotte Bobcats? Because I think um, that. I don't know if the Hornets were the Hornets yet. They were 2014-15 Charlotte Hornets. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Word. That might be their first year as the Hornets. So we got Steve Clifford coaching the squad up to a 33-49 and 49 record. Money-losing record. Yeah. Uh, rostered featured a young Bismack Biombo. Oh. <laughs> oh, my goodness. A nice old Al Jefferson. <laughs> oh, big Al. Dude, big no, Al no, no. Work. Big Al was All right, let's so to look good. At big Al for a second. Hold on, Big Al. <laughs> yo, yo, their inaugural season was 2014, oh, 2015. Inaugural Hornets really? season. Right here. Wow. I mean, they wow. were originally the Hornets, and then they moved to New Orleans. For those who don't know, but yeah. when the New Orleans Hornets changed their name to the Pelicans, the Bobcats. Yeah. Became the Hornets again. But I mean, Al Jefferson, fifteen point seven points per game in his career. I, in his prime, maybe three guys in the league could take him one on one. Was Kemba a rookie on this team? Was who? Kemba. Kemba was. Uh, I think it's the second year. Oh, yeah. Well, he won year. the championship in 2011 for yeah. UConn, right? So. A couple oh years yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's he's like three years in at this point. Or oh, he's a grizzled vet at three years. Seventeen point three that year. All right. Anyone else notable on this team? Um, they had a Mo Williams and a Marvin Williams. Mo Williams was good. Oh yeah, Cody Zeller. You know it. Lance Stevenson. Oh my gosh. Michael Kidd Gilchrist. He was a. Everyone thought he was going to be so good. <laughs> was he their like top pick that year? I think so. He was a. Um, I think that year he was. What was he at? Third overall in the recruiting, and then second in the draft by the Bobcats. That's. Right behind Anthony Davis, sandwiched in between Brad Beal. <laughs> oh, oh, Michael Kidd, Gilchrist. followed by Deion Waiters. Oh, who oh. would have still been better than Kid Gilchrist? Yeah, true. Anyone else that rounded up? The, oh, Gerald Henderson's on the on the roster. Gerald Henderson. I mean, this draft though looks is, is a pretty enticing little t- nugget. The 2012 <laughs> draft. The 2012 draft. Oh, you got man. Dame at six, Harrison Barnes at seven. Wow. Some look at value. that top. Just look at that top 10. All right. Top 10, top to buy. Yeah. A- AD, Michael Kidd Gilchrist, Brad Beal, Deion Waiters, Thomas Robinson, who that's a classic no namer by the Kings. <laughs> yeah. Dame Willard, Harrison Barnes, Terrence Ross, Andre Drummond, and Austin Rivers. I mean, Myers Leonard, Jeremy Lamb, like notable names. It's pretty solid. Oh, Tyler draft. Zeller. Is that Cody Zeller's brother? Yeah. Oh, it definitely is because they de- he went to UNC too. That's so classic. Yeah. Yeah. But, but no, it's I mean you got your boy John Henson in there. 
Was that the <laughs> tall dude that was on the box, on the box the- and he totally fell off a cliff? <laughs> oh <my laughs> is that what happened? He was so bad. I don't know, dude. I think he was all right, and then all of a sudden he just like he was gone. You know, you know who else in this draft is Royce White. Do you remember Roy? Oh yeah, yeah. The Sixers had him for a little bit. I remember he was like considered one of the most talented players potentially like ever. Yeah, and he and wouldn't he, fly. Yeah, he wouldn't fly because of like major anxiety. If you look up Royce White, Ryan, he had like, I just remember he was being touted like as potentially like the most talent since like someone like, yeah. LeBron, like literally like LeBron, maybe. I think he was trying to do MMA too. For a really? Little bit. Yeah, like a couple of years, maybe right before the pandemic. Dang, I hope he's doing okay. It seemed, I'm sure, depending yeah. on like the severity of the anxiety, that's that can get tough. Yeah, I'm pretty sure during like the Sixers true processing years, they brought him in at one point on a G yeah. League deal. And I think they drove him around in a van everywhere. No, I was trying to look up the, the biggest bust of the draft and it I accidentally clicked on an article from 2012 that it was biggest potential bust and literally Andre Drummond was <laughs> so it literally <laughs> funny. Out. You know what else in that draft was Festus Azili. You remember him on oh, like yeah. their, one of the Warriors runs? I hated yeah. Festus Azili. You know, their bench was just loaded with grimy. Europe- I don't mean to sound like <laughs> the Europeans, but they just had like Zaza, Festus. Oh, yeah. Know. And in the second round, of course, and speaking of him, you got Draymond in that draft too. Oh, was he like at the tail end of the second round? No, he's in the beginning. But you also, is uh, weird. You had a run with like you had Jay Crowder, Draymond. You also had Chris Mill- Middleton. Like that's some solid second round. Talent. Biggest bust of 2012 draft, Michael Keith Gilchrist. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would say so, considering his position second overall. Definitely position wise. But yeah, there wasn't really anyone else on that roster. I saw Gerald Henderson and PJ Hairston on there. PJ yeah. Hairston. That was a fun little segment, and we can keep it light so that way we can yeah. maybe make this a regular, at least semi regular. I know it gives us an excuse then to go down a rabbit hole, so I don't have to. Yeah. Get salty about you guys going down a random rabbit hole. Yeah. Maybe ne- maybe next week we can put it in the chat GPT and then it'll tell us what team to pick. Do you have to pay for that? No, I think it's free. Really? Okay. Maybe that would be fun. Maybe we could do that. I don't want to, but I just want to see what it says. <laughs> I'm in. Or just spit out some random player and then that's how we'll get our random players. I'm in. No, but I hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, one last comment, real quick. I wanted to say that. Uh, a couple of podcasts ago, I mentioned that Ethan Salas, the 16-year-old for the Padres, the one oh, yeah. he caught in the spring training. Well, he made his low-A debut the other day, still at 16 in low-A, which is... So I, he's... How many eight low-A teams are there? There's two? Yeah, there's high-A, then double-A. So he's still... There's three teams between him and the majors. It's just for that age, you don't usually don't see guys coming to even like a ball here. So it's just impressive. I mean, I always like trying to learn how to drive a car. Yeah. That was okay. Hold on. That's at 16 at that point in my life, I had retired from fast pitch baseball and moved on to church softball. Oh my gosh. And this kid is now (laughs) catching like professionally, professionally. And I had been done by that point. It's single A, so it's literally and the average hitter for the or the average player is twenty one years old for for A 
<laughs> so he's five years below. And his first game, he went two for three with a go-ahead hit in like this eighth inning. Go-ahead hit to win the game. So. <laughs> Which That's is crazy. One, one of those leagues, it's really hard for hitters too, right? There's a few eight, or leagues in the minors they that are like of, that. Like they have like pitcher leagues and yeah. hitting leagues. I know Wilmington. I think Wilmington, one of them, is like really tough for hitters. That's a cool story, though. Keep tracking him. Yeah. So we need a monitor. Any, uh, monitor. yeah, Tehran, any updates? Yeah, any Tehran. On Tehran, no, I haven't seen no. anything oh, about okay. Tehran, no. We keep in on the, the tracker each week. How yeah, about the, saying. um, how about the Chinese baseball world classic team? Oh, Stella Maya. They're with the, <laughs> they're with the plane in the ocean. Yeah. The Malaysia uh, plane. Yeah. Whatever number that was. Yeah. Pirates still winning baseball games. <laughs> Eh, hit or miss cooled off big time cooled off the diamondbacks just still like a game and a half behind the dodgers for the uh nl west lead so nice holding steady for me but no we're uh know that some some good stuff happening with baseball and we hope you guys enjoyed this uh podcast episode 17 don't forget to catch us on spotify apple and amazon and we'll be back next week like always let us know we'll have some questions again and you guys can uh, ask away but we hope you guys enjoy this one and episode 17 is done see ya peace see ya